I'm Ben Davies, and this is The Clear Money Mindset. History doesn't always predict the future, but it, it can teach us lessons as well. You know, over the past couple of weeks, when we have seen these days of minus one or minus two, they felt different because we haven't seen them, but they are totally normal in the grand scheme of things when you consider what markets normally do. Welcome to the Clear Money Mindset, providing you with help and tips to manage your money in a clear and intentional way. I'm your host and financial advisor, Ben Davies. At Davies Financial Sterling Mutuals, we want to provide you with meaningful tips to help you with your money. Well, a big part of investing is knowing what you are invested in and why. Knowing why helps us make realistic expectations and not be surprised by the ups and downs along the way. We want to help you with this by giving you an idea of what some of Canada's top investment companies are seeing in the markets. This week, we have launched a three-part series giving you an update on current market conditions. Today is our final discussion in our market update series. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Ogie and Derek. Today we will be hearing from Christian Tucci with Manulife Investments. He will give us Manulife's perspective on current market conditions. Let's listen in. All right, we are here today with Christian Tucci. He is the District Vice President with Manulife Investments. He's been in the industry since 2012, and we are happy to have him here uh, today to uh, be a part of our Market Update podcast. Christian, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Happy yeah, to be thank- here. And we're happy to have you. So big question everybody's wondering, especially uh, nowadays, I think we've all had just too much time to sit at home and, and look at news headlines and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions about 2020 two and the end of this year. Um, I would say growing concerns. Uh, there's so much in the news right now. So, um, Christian, what do you, what is Manulife's overall outlook uh, for the end of this year, 2021 and heading into 2022? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's a great question. I think it's a timely question for sure. Given the fact that, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we have seen, a little bit of volatility. I'd say yeah. nothing, nothing too meaningful, but, but certainly, you know, we've had the days where, uh, the markets have been a little bit more red. And, uh, after a year like we've had, um, those days kind of uh, catch you off guard, right? They almost feel, uh, they almost feel different or, or like, like something bad is happening. Yep. Um, and so, you know, when I talk about the market outlook and when we talk about the market outlook, obviously we have a lot of excellent resources. Uh, at Manulife uh, Investment Management with our capital markets and strategy team, our chief investment strategists and so on. Um, but when we talk about the outlook, you know, I'd say it's important first to, to remember, you know, history doesn't always predict the future, but it, it can teach us lessons as well. And, uh, you know, over the past couple of weeks, when we have seen these days of minus one or minus two, they felt different because we haven't seen them. But they are totally normal in the grand scheme of things when you consider what mar- what markets normally do. So, um, you know, coming into the year, our, our macro outlook was probably along the lines of many others in the industry. Um, you know, to to kind of sum it up, coming into 2021, we we thought we were going to be entering or or were in a period of both accelerating growth and accelerating inflation. 
And uh, I think inflation is a term, you know, that, that we've heard a lot of recently. It's been in, in the media, as you mentioned, and, and clients will probably, you know, have heard talks of inflation or, or even felt the effects of, uh, of inflation themselves. But absolutely. You know, yeah. What, what, what a period of growing inflation and growing economic growth usually results in is actually quite positive, uh, equity market returns. Right. Because we've seen that coming out of last year, we were in a global pandemic. Of course, it was a black swan event that nobody really could have predicted, Mm -hmm. but it shut down the global economy. And coming into 2021, our view was that, you know, base case, the vaccine rollout was already underway. Uh, the, The global economic reopening, if you want to call it that, was already underway. Our view was that. Companies would be getting back to work. People would be going back to work and therefore consumer spending, economic activity uh, would be on the rise. Uh, to date, you know, here we are mid-October and, and that's been the case, right? It's been a fantastic year, yeah, uh, certainly for equity markets. And, um, you know, we, we've seen, like I said, we've seen this kind of sustained run of pure upside with really no checks and balances in terms of, any downside volatility. Yep. So for the remainder of this year, this is where I would say it's important to remember that pricing corrections and short-term volatility in, in, in the equity markets are more than normal, right? In any given year, we typically see either a 5 a 10 a 15% correction. In some years, we see a recession like we did last year. But in most years, we'll see pricing corrections. And of course, it's important to distinguish between the two. Uh, you know, for the remainder of this year, our view is that we're still bullish, right? And, and going into 2022, we remain bullish overall on our macro call. We think equity markets will continue to perform well. But we're also cognizant of the fact that, hey, we've had this excellent run. Valuations are high. And at some point, you know, maybe we're in the midst of one now. At some point, you know, pricing uh, a pricing correction would be completely normal and potentially even, you know, healthy to some degree, right? Yep. So, you know, when when we're looking at the uh, at the end of 2021 and into 2022, our our main thing that we want to get across to to clients uh, and advisors when we're speaking with them, we continue to expect economic growth. Right. Maybe not to the degree that we've seen this year, but we continue to think that we're working our way out of what happened in 2020 and we're you know we're moving to another phase of the recovery in the in the uh, macro environment um with valuations specifically valuations in the stock market we do think there's risk to the downside meaning you know the the PE ratios on stocks could move downward in 2022 but again it's important to distinguish what we mean by that we don't necessarily say Hey, there's going to be a massive pricing correction that sends all our stocks down. Um, you know, at this point, because we're optimistic from a fundamentals basis, we'd say any pricing correction would be viewed as an opportunity, right? To get into the markets yeah. under valuations. But another way valuations can move down is, is via earnings growth. And that's what we continue to expect. We expect strong earnings growth again in 2022, like we've seen in 2021. So we would expect valuations to move, you know, uh, slightly to the downside in, in a moderate fashion uh, while economic growth continues. Overall, in 2022, we would anticipate a positive equity market environment. 
um, with, you know, tempered expectations. This year we saw extremely hot equity markets, you know, returns in the high teens to the 20s in some situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wouldn't necessarily anticipate that next year, but we do once again expect it to be, you know, a positive year for uh, for equity markets. So, sure. Well, um, I think part of the thing to remember is where we've actually come from. Yeah. And I don't know of anybody I talked to in March and April of 2020 who were um, anticipating themselves making money by the end of the year. Yep. Uh, that that wasn't the case in a in a very good way. Um, markets came back strong, and and like you said, they ha- they have now. And I think back to you know years like 2008, 9, 2011, 2015, where you have these pullbacks. And, um, I think in the years after, uh, a year like last, you, you kind of, when things start coming out, you forget how the market still does fluctuate. And it's like every time we go through a correction or a fluctuation, we have to kind of relearn that this is how the market works. But you look back at last year and man, what an what an opportunity for those who took it. Uh, so we th- we think for our clients, especially young, like if if the market does correct a bit again, which is something you know we're anticipating as well, then uh, these are the times where where opportunities come into the market. As long as you don't think the market's disappearing. Yeah. Um, one of the things we're trying to do in this podcast, Christian, is is just give our clients a bit of an insight into the people that are, are actually managing their money. Um, at, at Manual Life, we've really valued the team at Maurer, um, Absolutely. which manages uh, the Manual Life Global Equity Fund. Many of our clients see that in their portfolios. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are the areas they're looking at uh, that they feel will add value uh, to their fund and to their clients as we continue to climb out of the pandemic. Yeah, it's an awesome question, and uh, I know we've we've uh, we've always appreciated our partnership with with Mauer as well. Um, for the clients on the line who maybe aren't as familiar with with Mauer, um, they're a sub advisor uh, of ours at Manulife. So what that means is they're essentially a partner that we've teamed up with. Um, they, they bring uh, a wealth of expertise on the money management side, um, you know, time and time again, recognized as one of the best, uh, you know, equity managers in Canada. And uh, really, they've, they've uh, you know, they've kind of put us on the map as far as a global and international equity manager is concerned. Um, and it's just been a fantastic partnership that, you know, will continue for years to come. And, um, with Mauer, I love, I love the question because I think, it, you know, it's quite a bit different than you're probably going to hear, um, from a lot of advisors or sorry, from a lot of portfolio managers when, when you speak with them and you ask them what their outlook is because Mauer truly is different. And I know everybody likes to say they're different and they do things differently, but, Mauer is um, all about process. They're all about team and how they manage funds, not so much about what's in the news, what's the sentiment, what's even going on from a macro perspective. Mm. To put that into perspective, I think it's it's always it's always nice to kind of explain who they are. 
Um, Maurer's process, they've, they've actually coined the term, uh, be boring and make money, right? Yeah. This, is their, this is their mantra as a, as a equity manager. And what they really mean by it is their process and their approach to picking securities is boring. Right. Mm. They, they've even, you know, they've gone so far as to say, I, I remember listening to one of their podcasts where they said flying on an airplane should be boring. Uh, <laughs> brain surgery should be boring and investing should be boring. And what they mean by that is investing is a path from A to B. Right. Everybody has their goals, yep. whether it's retirement or paying for a home. Um, and we want to get there with as few interruptions as possible. And the way, uh, you know, Maurer puts that into perspective from managing equities is we want to get you, you know, a phenomenal return that captures all of the upside of the market and more and, you know, beats the majority of our peers. But we're not going to put ourselves at unnecessary risk to do it. They are a phenomenal uh, downside protecting manager. When we look back to March of 2020, uh, Maurer really, you know, made a name for themselves by protecting, uh, you know, a third of what the market lost, uh, during that short-term period where equity markets were down upwards of 35 to 40%. And that's really where they're at today. So, you know, they like to say, we don't want to enter a storm and realize that the ship needs fixing. We want the ship to be in tip-top shape before the storm comes. And it's not to say that they're predicting any, you know, macroeconomic turmoil or, or, or volatility in the markets. Cause quite frankly, Maurer remains as optimistic as, as we are. And as you've mentioned, you are, uh, they feel really good about the prospects for returns next year. But what they are doing is they're focusing on diversification within their portfolio with the Manulife global equity class. They're completely unconstrained by region and by market capitalization, by sector. They're really looking across the globe at what are the best companies today? What are the companies that have competitive advantages in their space, high barriers to entry, and are poised to perform regardless of what happens in the macroeconomic environment? And and, and because of that, it doesn't matter as much what their view on where the economy goes from here is, because what they're trying to do is find resilient businesses that will do just as well over the long term whether the markets are, you know, smiles and sunshines or like we saw in March of 2020. So I can tell you right now within their fund, um, they continue to, to, uh, maintain a slight overweight to the United States. Again, this is a global mandate, uh, that can go anywhere. They're sitting right now around 40%, uh, in the United States within the fund. And again, that's just because some of the companies that they deem to have the highest competitive advantages, the best resiliency from a market perspective, do remain domiciled in the United States. I'd say it's important to mention as well that, you know, valuations are something that's always on their mind. They never want to overpay for a security. So there is really good, strong diversification across Europe, emerging markets and Asia as well. Um, but within their fund, again, it's, it's long-term companies. It's not, uh, uh, you know, a flavor of the month stock pick or a flash in the pan idea. Um, these are securities that have to be resilient, have to have competitive advantages and have to have, you know, strong, um, history of performance over the long term. And that's really how they manage their funds. Nice. And that I was actually talking to a, uh, a client yesterday and, we were talking about like what happens next. And, um, this was a client who, um, 
had a lot of bad experience in investing over the years prior to coming here. Yeah. Um, not that we're perfect, but we, we, we try to be good. Yeah. Um, and I had just mentioned to her, you know, one of the reasons I'm not consumed with the headlines right now and what's coming next is because we have a process and the outcome has been has been something we can we can stand behind over the years and that process is is built by picking managers who aren't consumed with the headlines all the time in fact um uh i've spent a lot of hours in you fun companies seem to do all of your webinars all at the same time and it's like <laughs> All of the headlines that everybody's worried about in the news are just more so bullet points in the strategy of a fund manager, but it's not what's consuming them. Absolutely. And I think that's in the end, that's what plays out is, is, you know, having a team like that who's willing to, um, perfect their process. And just to what you're saying about Mauer, I think even their podcast is called the art of boring. So they, it's, it's a great strategy for clients to know that you're not going to be surprised and that, that they're going to be dependable and uh, try their best to give us a good returns over time without a, a huge measure of added risk. And um, I think in the end, especially the downside protection for people like that, that is what keeps people invested is losing less. Wow. And it, it help, <clears throat> helps them sleep at night as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a really important point, because uh, when you look at a manager like Maurer, it almost seems easy. Right. It's kind of like when you watch a professional athlete and you say, wow, you know, they're making it look easy uh, out there. And we know it's not right. It's it's anything yeah. but easy. But what they've kind of ingrained you know, through their, through their, you know, podcasts and their webinars, you know, the one theme that they always come back to that I find really valuable is obviously as an investor myself is that if you stick to what we know to be true about investing, which is number one, if you have a time horizon, the odds are in your favor over the long term, right? Yep. You know, it, obviously you know, trying to time the markets and being short term in nature, it doesn't work that way. But, you know, if you're an investor for five to 10 to 15 years, odds are stacked in your favor. Even if there's a recession, even if there's a huge correction that you're going to do really well over that time period. The second thing is taking the emotions out of it. Right. And that's why I personally love that I'm invested with 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 Maurer. Uh, because it's that sleep easy at night feeling knowing that as long as I don't get in my own way, right? Sure. By saying, Hey, I heard something in the news and I think markets are going to crack. I better get out. Um, I know they're going to take care of me because they're focused on companies, not, you know, not to perform over six months or even 12 months, but to perform over the long term. And, uh, they do more research than anyone. They're, uh, their office is is funny. It's uh, just a quick story, but their office has no walls, right? They sit in in open cubicles. These are you know CIOs, CEOs, and portfolio managers because they want idea sharing to be at the forefront of what they do. Uh, they'll they'll call themselves. So this isn't an insult at all. They'll call themselves investment geeks or investment nerds. Um, all they do is research, and and uh, you know that that gives us a, a really nice feeling as investors for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
Well, Christian, this has been really good and helpful, and I'm I'm sure our clients are going to value having listened to this and uh, have an idea of where manualized thinking things could end up by the end of next year. So I just want to thank you so much for taking yeah. the time out to come on the podcast with us. And uh, again, thanks for being here. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The Clear Money Mindset. We at Davies Financial Sterling Mutuals are here to help you thrive with your finances. You can find us online at daviesfinancial.ca. For help with your personal finances, you can email us at office at daviesfinancial.ca. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Sterling Mutuals, Inc. Mutual funds provided through Sterling Mutuals, Inc. Commissions, trailer commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.